0: Hello, and welcome to the official podcast of the Australian Securities and Investment Commission. Uh, In this episode, we'll be talking about creating shared value and how it challenges companies to realign the interest of business and society by redefining their purpose so that generating economic value also produces value for society. I'm Laura Higgins, and with me today is Peter Yates, Chairman, Shared Value Project and Deputy Chairman, AIA Australia. Welcome, Peter.
1: Thank you very much indeed, Laura. It's great to be here.
0: Well, um, look, I've been uh, really excited at the opportunity to talk to you today about the concept of shared value and why it's something we should be thinking about it. So tell me about it.
1: Well, um, Laura, thank you. Uh, shared value is um, really about how does business solve social problems profitably. Um, it's about how does... Um, so that instead of relying solely upon... Uh, not-for-profits or government to solve social problems. It's basically saying, look, business actually has the largest pool of resources. Um, And if we can encourage business to mobilise those resources to solve social problems, then we've suddenly accessed a much larger pool. Well, business is only going to give away a certain amount of money. I mean, shareholders say, you are there to to make uh, money for us, to make profit for us. So rather than say, well, you know, business should give more money away to solve social problems, shared value says, no, 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 no hang on a second. Business has the capabilities to use their resources, their skills, their capabilities, um, their the, the, the innate uh, ability to make profit out of problems and use those skills to solve social problems. And that's okay um uh, uh, and that's what really shared value is and in fact corporations have been doing it for a long time there's plenty of examples of where corporates have solved social problems and created a profit for themselves and even created a competitive advantage but we haven't called it that and mm. so uh, Michael Porter, Professor Michael Porter from Harvard and Mark Kramer uh, wrote an article in uh, 2011 about this and it's basically uh, uh, enabled a new movement to occur um, certainly in the United States and here in Australia and in, in different parts of Asia as well to encourage business to look at how they can use their skills and capabilities to solve resource, uh, to solve social problems profitably Mm. and why is it important well as I said look we have a lot of problems in our society um, and we uh, we have a lot of philanthropy but it's not enough we have a lot of government but it's not enough and do we want more government I'm not sure sure it'd be great to have more philanthropy but still the amount of resources that are available by philanthropy and government to solve our social problems are limited why is it important is this unleashes the uh, opportunity to, uh, for business to use its resources to solve social problems profitably.
0: Look, it's a really exciting topic. I think that it's um, an opportunity to engage people in discussions about business that might not normally be interested so for instance young people that really are looking for um, for something a bit different it reminds me a little bit i remember reading about you know kellogg and you know his model and new approach to to business which also say related to uh, improved employee health Mm. maybe you could give us an example of what's happening at aia
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it's interesting you mention um, young people because um, young people uh, are very, very motivated uh, by uh, doing social good uh, and by championing um, social outcomes. Um, And, in fact, in the recent Edelman um, Trust Index, uh, young people uh, believe that their employer is the most trustworthy institution that they engage in. So um, I think what's quite interesting when you think about that uh, that young people are even more motivated if they know that their employer is engaged in doing, um, solving social problems. But they're working there. They know that they can't be. You know, we can't just have loads and loads of money given away by mm. a corporation. And hey, that doesn't actually utilise their skills.
0: What's standing in the way? Why isn't everyone doing it? What are the obstacles around shared value? Um,
1: business. If it's allowed to solve social problems profitably, it unleashes its skills and capabilities and it can solve social problems. So so first of all, the NGO community for some time has said, oh, oh, oh I'm not sure about that. But secondly, you know, the traditional model, traditional uh, concept that actually uh, business can use its resources to solve social problems profitably. There still are a lot of people who find that uncomfortable. Hang on, it should only be for profit. But no, that's, that's moved on. Um, and CEOs and boards and directors and shareholders are now saying, well, actually, if you can solve a social problem profitably, that's fine. Go away and do it. Now the real issue is is solving a social problem profitably is hard work. Mm. It's hard work. Yeah. It's not just like receiving a grant and hoping somebody spends it. You, it's like any business how do you make money how do you solve a social problem profitably so those you know it's hard work and it requires hard effort there's no doubt about that but we are seeing particularly in the united states and here in australia we're seeing more and more corporations involved in solving social problems profitably with with shared value projects and you can go up onto our website uh, at shared value uh, the shared value project and you can see a list of projects and uh, that have been completed by corporations
0: Look, that sounds great. I mean, I think it is inspiring to be of be part of something where you're doing good um, as well as doing a job that you love. Um, what about measuring impact?
1: Well, it's pretty obvious whether or not it's achieved nothing, and it's pretty obvious whether achieved something, and it's also pretty obvious if it's achieved a lot. And so, when it comes to the measurement, I think what we're dealing with is: can you measure the difference between something and a lot? Great. Let's 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 get let's get people to think about that. Uh, but I don't spend a huge amount of my time saying um, that we we need a measurement system in order to demonstrate that there's shared value. You needed a measurement system, if it's a standalone claim that a company's making. we have done you know this much for sustainability or this much. that needs to be claimed to to prove that assertion. With shared value, here is a project. It's made money for the company, and it's solved the social problem. Now we're having a debate about how big a problem, the social problems, it solved. You asked me before about what the challenge is to getting these projects going. Is it requires a bit of a rewiring Mm. inside the capital allocation processes of an organisation? Because all of a sudden, uh, the entrepreneurs inside of an organisation, the young people who are coming up with those ideas are making a pitch to their bosses or to the you know the CFO for capital to do something which is not in the center of a business's yeah. heart as they think it's around the edges and yet sometimes when you look around those edges and start working on them they can be the most profitable places for business to deploy capital it's just that without that ability to think about those white spaces those places around the edges they've never been thought of they've just been you know they're underserved customers
0: So we'll be back with another episode of the ASIC podcast shortly. If you have any feedback for us on this episode, send a tweet to ASIC Media. We'd love to hear from you.